What's up, everybody? I'm Dr. Peter Bolden. And I'm Dr. Craig Spodek, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. Simply the best podcast in dentistry designed to help you maximize your practice and your life through four pillars of success. Leadership, team culture, marketing, and financial freedom, and everything in between. Now, let's get to it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. We are coming to you from northern Georgia, up in the lake house in the mountains. Craig and his family came from the sweltering heat of uh, South Florida, and we are sitting in the mountains of my lake house. And for some reason, it's 11 o'clock, kids are running around everywhere, and Craig and I had had multiple cocktails. We thought it'd be a genius <laughs> idea to just start podcasting and see what happens. You so, actually said, let's have a podcast at 11, yeah. and at like 8 o'clock, I'm like, dude, I've had like three or four beers, and you're like, but w- w- at 11, it'll be amazing. It'll be, it will be amazing. Okay. Well, Our wives Pete looked ha- at us like, what are y'all doing, you yeah. weirdos? Like, even the kids are like, what's a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this could be either really good or maybe not so much. So let me give you an update, buddy. I just got back from uh, a DEO conference, and I have to tell you, I was pretty floored. <clears throat> Number one, it was a it was a great DEO. If you don't know, is a dental entrepreneur organization. I know you know Craig, but for those of you, um, and we had Jacob Poole on the on the podcast. Remember? Yep. Um, so I went and spoke there, and I was just floored with number one, it, it was just good people. Number two, I was floored with the number of people who were coming up and like, dude, love the podcast. Keep on keeping on. And for Craig and I, that's our oxygen because like we have no idea. Who loves us? Who doesn't? Like we hear it from time to time, but like the reviews are good oxygen. We read all those like y'all shouting out to us on Instagram. Us getting direct messages is cool. But like sometimes we don't know. Right. Of course. Yeah. Well, Craig, you kind of know because you get more fan. You no, get more. No, I you mean, get more love. Than honestly, I, I think of like when, when we do these things, I think it's just us talking to cool people that I'd like to talk to anyway. Right. And I really don't think about people actually listening to us. I think that's it's always a surprise to me when I hear that people are listening and. So we've had a little bit of a hiatus. Big hiatus. We had our summit. We haven't... Uh, we haven't launched a podcast. And, not since then. And my Kim, who's kind of produces this, is literally been like, you guys need to produce a podcast. And so <laughs> what better time to do it than we're in person, live, together. Um, kids are screaming in the background. Kids are screaming. But, you know, we just got off the boat, you know. Oh, we saw beautiful. a great, beautiful sunset, you know. Life is good. God is great. Yeah, it's right. so true. I'm coming off of a major 15 month struggle, which I'm not allowed to talk about, but but it's done. It's all done. So it's, it's done. great. It's so good. So happy. So um, where good, I was going times. with this? Yeah, it is good times. You, you, well, that's the problem. He's got a Mick Ultra in his hand. He's had what did you, you just had? What was your last drink you had? It was a uh, Jack and Coke. Jack and Coke. A couple glasses of wine. I cooked a mean steak tonight, though. You got to admit. You know, there is a podcast, by the way. I forget what it's called, like Worms or something, um, like dental podcast. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And like you have to drink on it. Oh yeah, like Worms yeah. and implants. See, I'm better when I'm not drinking. I think you know, I'm I'm more uninhibited when I'm not drinking. When wow. I'm when I'm sober. That's strange. Yeah, I get a little quiet I've, when. My friends and family tell me I'm way cooler when I drink. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I th- you probably think you're cooler. You're just, no, no, you're no, just... no. I get told that. I get told yeah, that. Well, they're probably drinking with you, though, so. This is true. You don't have, like, that tertiary point of reference. So hey, let's talk about the, let's talk about the summit real quick. How awesome was that? It was great. It was great. It, it's a big win. Yeah. It's a big Palos win. Palos Verdes was beautiful. It was literally, it, I mean, last summit was at the um, 
St. Regis in Atlanta, and that was beautiful. But this was a whole different level. Like we're sitting there like having breakfast outside overlooking the Pacific. It's on a cliff, and there's like whales and dolphins jumping out. And so here's the problem, though, bud. Tell me. So I just feel like people sometimes look at us a little bit. Like a day and a half is a lot to dump oh, yeah. to dump four big gears or topics or pillars, whatever you want to call them. And be like, hey, and and then intermix some speakers in there. And I just feel like it's like people like I loved it, but I think they go home like just literally like a stun gun hit them. Like what the hell? And they're in, well, we and, don't really know where we're meeting our our people right. at. So you know, halfway through, we're like, hey, how's this resonating? Should we go faster, or slower? People are like, holy shit! Like this is way too much. My God! But you know, it, that's part and parcel of the fact that we don't have a consulting gig on the side. So it's like if you don't. If you want more, you know, up until this point, we're like, there's, there's nothing else we can give you. So it's kind of our message to just literally download everything. We just want to brain dump, right? Yeah. But drinking from a fire hose is hard for a day and a half. But I'm not sure that serves anybody because I I told you at the end, well, I'm sure it serves them. Yes. We did get amazing feedback. There was all fives, like the first summit and I'm not, I'm not chest beating right now, but I think sometimes I guess my frustration is we have so much more knowledge and we are always time strapped to put it in. My fear is I, I want to go deeper in some of these things and get strategic and tactical and all this is supposed to be like, Oh, here's what we do and here's what you should do. And cool. Look at all the things. Right. But we don't have time to go through that. And we just want to dump all of our stuff on you. Right. And show you everything. But like that doesn't, sometimes that doesn't help people. And sometimes it's just overwhelming and, and, it, and, it, and it's, it's a paralysis kind of thing. So I had an idea with Craig. I told him, I said, look, I can't just do summit after summit after summit. And um, so we, we're going to break out a new format and we are going to go kind of like Panky, hopefully. You know how Panky does levels of level one, level two. Um, you know, I guess Panky goes up to level six. But I, I really want to break down and do, and do deeper level um, breakthroughs in each of the gears or pillars and we still haven't decided what we're going to yeah. Well, I mean, look at the marketing itself. It's like, we're like, okay, we have like an hour and a half for marketing and we are speaking so fast at the end. Like as we're coming up on the 90 minute mark, we're like, oh shit, we still have half of our slides. So it's like, boom, 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 boom. Well, here's and, a Yelp hack. Here's this hack. And uh, I mean, listen. And really for, marketing should be two days. Yeah. Two full days. I agree. But and, vision and leadership should be a day or two as well. So, I mean, listen, the, the fact of the matter is I, 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 I am, I was pretty certain that with the feedback we got, there'd be a couple people that were like, you know, it didn't resonate with me. I'm used to that. Like I've seen mm-hmm. feedback when I speak and, you know, if you can affect or help one person, that's a great success, but you never expect to have everybody saying, you know, five out of five stars and we got that. So it's a huge win, but I feel like we're getting people very pumped up and excited, but they don't have the execution map with it. I mean, knowledge is potential power. Execution is real power. So if you give people the information, but then have a roadmap, you're not really doing the service to them. You're getting people fired up and they're ready to go, you know, take on the world and run through a brick wall, but you got to leave them with the systems and protocol in place. So I hear what you're saying and, and I, I agree with you. Um, and it, it makes a natural fit because if we're we're trying to move the needle on the practices, then that's going to be the best way to do it. So those of you, so be on the lookout. We haven't we haven't sharpened this pencil, so to speak, on what the platform is going to be or what the. But uh, but I think we're going to break down because I just told you I can't do it. Just summit after summit after summit, and well, we've only done two, so it's going to let's not get right. ahead of ourselves. Well, I'm not saying that. 
I agree with you. It's yeah. only been two. And, and every, I mean, listen, the fir- after the first one, I was like, man, I love doing that. That was so fun. And I literally said to you, like, when's the next? You're like, hey, bro, I got to decompress. I don't know if there's going to be a next. <laughs> so every time we do this, it's like, let's just see what happens. Right. And, um, you know, we got two under our belt now. We've helped a shit ton of people, man. I mean, we had a couple of people, three, in fact, that were in the audience that had gone to the first one and stood up and said, hey, everything changed. So, I mean, listen, as long as we're, ma- we're moving the needle. We have people we're crying, ha- actually. Yeah. Oh, my God. That girl. That was amazing. So, okay. um, we're editing a video right now. Stay tuned to our um, our um, Insta and Facebook pages. We're, we had a um, one of our attendees. What a sweetheart. She's amazing. She's a philanthropic capital model. She's a pediatric dentist out here uh, out in California. And her goal is to create a Medicaid practice that doesn't feel and, and look like one and really serve the community. And she gave this the most heartfelt testimony. She was crying. It was beautiful. It was, I mean, who cries after a freaking dental seminar? It was, it was cool. But then, but let me digress because this was not about this. That was not about the podcast uh, that we're about to do right now. Was not about the um, the summit. I actually have no idea what it's about. I do. But, okay. Oh, you're gonna spring something on me? No, I told you. I texted you this. Oh, we're doing that one. Yeah, duh. Oh shit, I forgot. And so, what I want to talk Are about? Are you drinking that beer, by the way? It's yeah. Like, it's warming up as you sit here. No. Have uh, a sip. Pipe down. <laughs> um, I'm gonna. Hey, hold on. I want I want everybody to hear this. I need to know. Ooh, that was a good pop, actually. Oh, good pop. I want everyone to know. Um, yeah, we are not trying to rip off the worms. No, no, no. Worms. We won't do another drunk podcast. No, speak for yourself. <laughs> you have to. Well, I'm not drunk. I'm just slightly buzzed. I All got right. your dog sleeping at my feet here. So what I wanted to talk about was something I texted you. I was like, dude, this needs to be talk, spoken about. And so what What I want, the, 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 the thesis of this podcast is the biggest risk is sometimes not taking one. Yeah. Right? So true, man. And so I see, and I see this being as something pretty pervasive in, in dentistry, right? That like, you know, I, I think as a group, dentists are pretty risk averse. Would you agree or not? I mean, of course it's, it's, uh, it's kind of social Darwinism. We go into dentistry. It's a predictable fee. It's a predictable career and it's stable and, you know, it's not, uh, there's not too many dentists that go out of business. You may suck wind, but you'll never completely go out of business. But there's risk. But the, it really, I guess the title really is more. There's risk in everything. Even doing nothing is risky, right? Oh, of course, yeah. Right. So like, there's risk in everything. Well, it's also just um, it's selection. It's a uh, what is it called? What what type of bias is it? Not selection bias, but uh, persuasion, right? Um, um, confirmation. Confirmation bias. Right. Yeah. So like, you don't make a move, and you're like, oh and it doesn't work out, you'll remember like, oh, thank God I didn't go out and invest in that thing. And then, but there's other things that you didn't do. And then you, you tend to um, downplay those and, you know, over-exaggerate the ones you didn't do. So I think there's a, per- listen, I always say it, and I'm, I'm sorry to say it again, but the brain is an instrument of survival. Its job is to keep you alive, keep you safe. So your brain, the mind will always steer you away from risky things that are I would say in today's day and age though, the only thing guaranteed to fail is not taking risks. Look how quickly things are moving, right? The speed is acceleration upon acceleration. There's the world is moving way faster than it did in even 2000. I can see it. I can feel it. It's tangible. Our industry is moving faster and oh, faster. Oh, but not even 2000. It's like even five years, right? And I don't. And and some sometimes people confuse risk with being just like belligerent decision, like oh, I'm just going to acquire or do this or I'm going to make this or buy this, like. 
risky and due diligence can live together. Meaning you can yeah. you can ascertain how you're going to do stuff. I'm not saying just take take blind risks. And you have to you have to to assess where you are in the life cycle. Meaning if you're a beginning dentist, being risky when you have a lot of debt service or you know ten new patients a month or whatever isn't probably the most pragmatic thing to do, right? But when you start getting a little swagger, when you start getting, you know, when things start going well for you and you've got a little discretionary income or a little discretionary time or something, like double down on that and and don't just become safe. I have dentist friends of mine who I know who have created a war chest of cash, cash, right? And that's great. And that makes them feel good, right? But even cash decays, Right, like yeah, cash is a really shitty thing to do. Well, no, I'm saying, like, well, and I know guys who are sitting on that, and I actually spoke on you, this what, at what, the DEO. I mean, just uh, what do you mean by cash, though? I'm just meaning just like, like sitting in the bank, like, oh, yeah, quote yeah, unquote, yeah. safe in the bank. Yeah. Right. And here's the thing: we are about to be in a scenario where there's there's you can write it down. We're going to be in negative interest rates soon. Germany's in it, Japan's in it, which means to to those of you who don't understand, I had to actually kind of do a little research on this. Negative interest rates means that you can deposit $10,000. A year later, you can check your balance, and you will have $9,800. Yeah. So your money was safer in the freaking Well, I mean, listen, mattress. inflation, 2 or 3%. It's not inflation, you're, though, bro. It's not I know, inflation. but your checking account is paying you 0.2% interest. 02 so even if inflation, even let's just take inflation, keeping a stockpile of cash is actually one of the poorest investments you can ever, ever do because your cash is devaluing. So deployed cash and compounding interest to work towards people. But I see dentists being more, more of, um, like I'm saying, I have friends that are just, you know, a lot of friends in the industry. After 20 years of doing this, I have a lot of friends. And I see as a whole, like my other contemporary friends who are in different industries, take more risks, right? They double and triple down. Oh, yeah. In areas where, and I think that's good. Well, look at look at a restaurant tour. But it's the craziest thing. A restaurant tour, like I have a lot of restaurant friends, restaurant tours friends. I mean, they spend millions of dollars on their the restaurants. If you're doing a restaurant really, really well, you get like six to ten percent profit margin, and ninety five percent of restaurants will go out of business within the first three years. Like, what percentage of dental practices go out of business in the first three years? Probably. Five or ten percent. You got to do something really, really wrong. But um, I, I want to just I want to put a pin in this because I don't know if you're going here because I feel like you've got notes. You got a laptop open in front of you. I don't know what you what notes you're reading. But I want to put a pin in how when you're out on the edge, way to your comfort zone is when you actually feel most alive. <laughs> so you know, being scared and 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 being in a position of scarcity and fear is not the place to live your life. Human beings are meant, you know, I was reading this pot, uh, article about, I think I shared it with you. It's called The Disease of More by Mark Manson. Uh-huh. It said that human beings are programmed to be at a level seven out of 10 in happiness. We're genetically and biologically mm. programmed to be at seven out of 10. And it's adaptive because human beings are meant to be slightly unhappy so that they improve their situation. We all left Africa. We, we made the Sistine Chapel. We made trains. We did all the stuff because we're 7 out of 10 in happiness. Someone but you're d- saying like someone has a death in the family or loses a job. They go to a 2 temporarily. Eventually, you cap- go back to a 7. You, you hit it. the lottery, you go to a 10 temporarily. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you like go back to a 7. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is your life is meant to be you want to create your own levels of stress. I believe that human beings have a certain need for stress and complexity. If you have nothing going on, you'll manifest some bullshit. 
So you might as well push it and, and be, be, give yourself good challenges. You're either going to invent shitty quality problems or you can actually engage in good quality problems. So, so I have a, I do a, and I'm going to tap on to what you said. So I have a men's dinner that I do with, you know, um, eight super strong men in my ta- in Atlanta. I, I need that, man. Uh, it's awesome. But I have this podcast. So I get to do this. Well, so. it's cool, but it's like, it's just like a, it's like a little secret society of guys that like, do you have look, your own handshake? You're the, no, but we do have a, you, look, but we do have a bracelet. No way. That's, look, what but, is that? Cause you're the product and this is important. But right. what's the significance this of a bracelet? A, this should be a different. Well, it's it, it's it's eight men, and this is called it's called the Master Eight. And so this bait bracelet is shaped like an Master Eight. eight? Master Eight. Shut up, Jake. So you master eight with other men? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. You just you did. Okay, sorry. So go ahead and throw the bracelet. So um, anyway, we are. Is there uh, only eight guys though? Is only eight guys. Okay. Only eight guys, right? We have dinner once a month. Is this part of the church thing or something different? No, no, it's something okay. different. These are just these are just like literally men that have, you know, are guys that I either aspire to be or they're just they're just movers and shakers. Is one of have. those guys a breed love guy? Is it is. Yeah, man. I yeah. want to meet that dude. Yeah, he's amazing. I listened to that podcast. I wasn't on that podcast, unfortunately, but I listened to it. I, I would love that dude. Yeah, you would love him. He's yeah. he's he's an amazing human. My my now, Craig, you you just divert me. Like I'm sorry. Long. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I can't. I Dude, can't. I've had like seven drinks oh, or six drinks. Pipe down. It was your fucking idea to do this. this is, well, hey, can you can you stop with the f bombs? By the way, I will not drop another freaking f bomb. My point is is actually we had this a din- the dinner last night and a pervasive theme was you get you get one ticket. Right. And that was, and so that's been like this thing. I don't know why I'm 43. And I don't know why I always think this, but like, I am obsessed with the notion of like one ticket. Right. Yeah. I don't get to ride this life again. I don't get to do over. Right. And so like, I've never heard anyone say like, you know, when they're 80, like, you know, I shouldn't have been so risky. Yeah. Or I shouldn't that's the have been one so- commonality, by the way. Like when you pull older people, what's the one regret? They all unanimously say they were too risk averse. They were too scared. Mm-hmm. That's a, cause it's, cause you realize your, your brain kept you away from all this wonderful stuff. So here's where I'm going here. Here's like really like the, the juxta of it all. Okay. Well, first of all, just don't, I want to, I don't want to put a book on in the master aid thing. Why? How long have you been a part of this thing, man? So we've had, you know, we've been doing it a year probably. Okay. We do it once a month. Um, we're actually about to take a retreat to. Is uh Matt in there? The guy I met, I want to mention no. his full name now. No. So, and literally the, the, li- you know, I look forward to it so much. So it's like one of my favorite nights every month because, you know, like uh, I guess it's Jim Rome said, you know, you are the product of the five people you hang out with yeah, the most, yeah. right? We talked about that today. And so these guys, we are all vested in each other to to hold each other accountable, dig deep, go deeper, hold each other accountable to all things, family, professional, business, like all these things, like personal and hold each other accountable. And it's just, it's just great, you know, because like going through this life by yourself is hard yeah you're, right? not, you're not meant to especially when the air is pretty thin up there when you've when you've achieved a little bit of success right like i was actually telling you today like i've lost a lot of my high school friends you know why it's because i had to may had to have a hard decision i had to I had to choose like okay these guys are probably not good for me anymore and they're probably holding me back and like when they say that mediocrity is okay like i say no and so maybe well, I need- you know what it is too is like when people and I think it's okay to outgrow people. I think it's, you gotta, I, 
this is an okay conversation to have. It's not that you're being elitist, you're being judgmental. You're just being discerning with your time. It's diff- it's a different context. You're just being discerning. And listen, we all have that friend we we grew up with and you know, we had these amazing times with that person, but they are kind of going off on a tangent. They're, you know, not not they're not pushing it. They're not trying to improve their relationship with their you know, the people around them, they're, they're not doing well professionally. They're not, they don't have successful relationships with their uh, family and stuff like that. And, and I think it's important what you said with Jim Rohn and Tony says it all the time is you're a product of the five people. Proximity is power is what Tony says. Uh-huh. So he says, look around and see the five people you spend the most amount of time with. And that's your future. Right. Right. Tony actually talks about that. Yeah, Tony does. told me a great story. Said, like he said, like he, he was barely struggling and, or he was barely, barely struggling, ma- barely making it rather. He was struggling. And, um, he had been, become friends with a billionaire and the billionaire says like, Hey, you know, why don't you, why don't you come on this trip with us? He's like, no, I can't really afford it. Like, you know, like, no, come, well, we got a plane. We're going over to this place. You know, we're going to Africa, whatever. Just come with us. Come for five days. And, um, he was saying all these reasons why he doesn't belong in that group. And, and Tony realized after that trip, you know, being around these people, it just changed his context. And I have so many friends that have been around other people that are super successful. And, and cause we make excuses for our own success. Uh-huh. You know, we say you're only going to do this well, or you can only do this, this level of success. And then you, you're around someone who has, you know, you have 50, 70 employees and you're around someone that has like 5,000 uh-huh. and you're like, you're, then you realize you're drowning in your own glass of water. Yeah. And you're like, you're, you actually start telling your story to that person. Like, oh man, you know, I got, I got these five or 10 employees and like, like five or 10 and what company? Like in my company, uh-huh. like, you, dude, you know, I have like 10,000 or I have 5,000 and all of a sudden, like the story you're telling yourself, you realize it's just a bunch of bullshit and it cracks your own belief system. And I know we're going on a Tony, t- at least I'm going on a Tony tangent, but Tony always says you love about a Tony tangent. I do love Tony tangent, but listen, uh, you know, Tony is just a great aggregator of just different, philo- uh, you know, great leaders. And, uh, one thing he talks about is that everybody has a thermostat. I think it's Tony that has this, that this concept, or maybe it's somebody else, but it's, everybody has a thermostat that they're programmed for a certain level of happiness and success and fulfillment in their life. It's like, you know, you're, you're programmed to 70 degrees of, of mm-hmm. financial success. So you start making more money and the air conditioning cools down and you screw it all up or you start making less money and you start turning on the heat and you kick it up. And so it's all about your deserve level, like what you expect for yourself. But having that group of friends is, or having a group of uh, people around you that have gone further, whether they have a deeper, more loving relationship with their wife or their family or their spouse, that's powerful shit you know and i think that is contagious so yeah so you know me i always like to wrangle it back to the focus and let you just go tangential as you say right you know i'm always pulling it back in yeah and so i'm coming back to the one ticket and to the topic of this podcast which is going to be you know one of the greatest risks is not taking any and yep. okay so yeah thanks for real on the back here here here's where i'm going is that i think in dentistry we're blessed right? There's a massive barrier to entry. Yes, there's DSOs. And I talk about this a lot, right? But we have this, this, this great, um, leverage, right? That, that I I think it's a golden era of dentistry. And my point of saying this is in is, is that 
I don't want our colleagues to look at. I just want everyone to audit where they are. I don't want everyone to look back where they're and saying, you know what, I should have gone for that, you know, that laser or on a micro level, let's just say, like you know, someone who's questioning buying a laser, right, or augmenting their skill set because it's like, oh, it's expensive, um, or someone who's looking at another location, yeah. right, or someone who's I, I I don't I don't know, but you know, I guess I just want. I just want our bulletproofers to reframe the narrative of like, what is risky and is it really risky or is it, um, you know, or is it something that could, you know, like you said, that the fruit is out there on the limb and yeah. I'm not advocating, I'm not advocating by any means is some that people just start like being like taking stupid risk. I'm just saying, keep your eyes wide open for opportunities because I know as dentists, we get a lot of them. You see inside deals, you see you see things that come your way, you see an you know, opportunity to expand your market or your, you know, delivering implants or Invisalign or whatever it is. Like you see you see something that could be scary, but at the same time it also could yield massive returns. Yeah. And you get one ticket, right? And I just don't want our listeners to look back and say, you know what, I should have been all I should have gone a little bigger. Right. Yeah, but there's also, too, I think it, it deserves mention that there's um, there's nothing wrong with being content as well. You know what I mean? And I, I'm not trying to rain on the I, – I hear everything you're saying. And if if risk itself scares you, recognize that where you are in status quo has inherent risk, too. That's what I think is important. I think it's bullshit. You can't be, you just can't be like, so when I hear that, I hear coasting. Yeah. Personally. Well, I mean, either your foot's on the gas. Or it's on the brake. It's on the brake. One of there's the no, there's no pick coasting. One. Pick, yeah. pick one. I know. And I hear that. I just think it's. Um, Especially in today's day and age in dentistry, right? Because I know a lot of groups that I just got, I just came back from speaking at one in Phoenix where those groups their foot's on the MF gas. I yeah, can tell no, for you sure. that for sure. For sure it right? is. So you can coast all you want, but you're going to be overtaken on the highway of uh, consolidation. <laughs> well, it's funny. It's like it's short-term and long-term pain. Coasting is avoiding avoiding short-term pain. You know you should be doubling down your marketing. You know you should be investing in your technology. You know your your office hasn't been redone in 10 years. But you, you're just trading short-term pain for long-term pain. It's either the pain of self-discipline and innovation. or I like the, that. You know, but it's true. It's like everything else. Like getting my ass out of the uh, the bed this morning for the gym. It's like I don't want to, you know, you're just avoiding long, long-term pain. But I, I agree with you, man. I, um, I, I know that the risks that I've taken, even though at some points they've, I've wondered if I made the right move, if I take inventory of everything that's afforded me, I know it was the right thing to do. I mean that you, you and I wouldn't have met had no. I not done what I did. Totally. You know, I wouldn't have had the, you know, the exposure and the, the connect. I mean, you have to, at a certain point, you have to have credibility. And uh, what you and I've done has given us some level of credibility. Absolutely, absolutely, and that, and that's, and that really is just it. I think it's just it, we're just blessed to be in the profession we are, and you know sometimes take a seat at the table of risk and let the cards come to you, you know, but, but also it, it does make you feel most alive. Totally. It does. When, when, you know, anybody can hold the, the hold the helm and calm seas, but when the storm hits, that's when true leadership shows up. And it's when you're pushed and you're, you're up against the wall 
that it defines your character. And, uh, you know, going, looking back, I'm in a very special state with, with where I'm at right now in life, because I'm looking back at the last year and how sometimes I cowered because of, you know, I had some adverse circumstances facing me. I had a couple different things go on. And, and I watched it. Like, no, you, yeah, no, 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 I you watched, watched it. You were my counsel. Well, I was calling you all the time. But I watched you like literally like shrink, shrink. shrink yeah. I filled, yeah. Right. I shrank. And today you were roaring like a lion because yeah. it was done and done. But like, you know, sometimes life kicks you in the gut. I know it does. Right. And it I did for it you does. for 15 months and it's, and it but warped the, your psychology. You all right. of a sudden think like, I'm going to play small because then I won't. You were playing small. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. Because you're like, I just don't want to attract attention. I don't want to do any moves and I don't want to yeah. do because I'm under blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And, and, um, you know, and that's hard. Well, you know? your perspective, you know, and people feel what you believe too. Erica said that to me once, like I said, people feel what you believe. And it's such an, it's such a, it's such an interesting thought that you can't, you can't fake it in this world. Uh. So if you're feeling defeated, downtrodden and, and small and exposed, people smell that shit. Like, like, uh -huh. you know, they say desperate, desperate salespeople smell bad. So like you've got it, you can't fake this stuff. You've got to rip it wide open and, and literally go for, go for it. If you're, if you're going to go there, you can't go half assed. But, um, I learned a lot through it though. I think, you know, God put, put me in that position, um, and, and put those circumstances in front of me to, to hold up a big mirror. And, uh, and, and one thing I learned is that there's conscious and unconscious leadership. So you can have, you can be aware of your conscious leadership, like saying like, Hey guys, it's going to be great. Come on, follow me into battle. But unconscious leadership, how are you showing up? Cause as, as a doctor leader in your practice or owner, even if you're just an, even if you're an associate, people are watching you every freaking day and the way you hold your physiology and the way you hold yourself speaks volumes. So it's like my, I, I had my conscious leadership down. But inside, I was really kind of scared, and it really showed. And and um, you know, as you get those battle scars, you get, you get a couple more miles under your belt. You realize I've been through it, and there's nothing better than going through adversity and coming out the other side because it makes you who you are. And it's brother, what we do with our children. You're gonna see too. Like right now, it's so fresh that you can't see it. And, um, but you're going to see, there's going to be silver linings with what happened, right? Of course there is, man. Life happens for us, not just to not us. Not to us, right? And, right. and, and, and everything happens for a reason. I truly believe that. And, you know, and if you don't believe that, just wait enough, long enough yeah, and, that's all you and need. you'll see it because there's, yeah. there is a silver lining. And even, and yeah. you know, I've even alluded to the things that, you know, 2015, like I literally, I was done. I that's was like, when we met. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And I was done. I was checked out. I was I was going to go I dentistry. I remember. Blah, right? And I remember the conversation we had. I it was like 8.15 in the morning. I had a morning meeting at 8.30. And I wound up being like 45 minutes late to my first patient because like you were telling me like, hey, I got this deal. I want to pull the plug. And I'm like, bro, no, 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 no. <sighs> like, thank God I was in a position like that. I was like feeling good and solid. And I was just like, no, this is a mistake. Don't make a long-term decision on a temporary emotional state. You know, that's an important thing, by the way. I want to just let that sink in for a second. When you, when your emotions are running, your emotions dictate, every, you know, your emotions will make you feel like you make need to make a larger move. Just let the emotion mm -hmm. marinate. You know, we're, we're basically, humans are, are, we have the chimpanzee brain. And when you get excited and upset, you're, you're, you've got monkey brain going on. 
You're not in your higher self. You got to just let that shit chill out. You know, you never want to make that decision. And that's a self-awareness thing, right? Meaning that I know I'm a quick start. I know that like I'm off the charts from a Colby standpoint, it's a quick start. Like I'll just be like, let's go, go, go. And so as I've gotten wisdom with my age, I I say, you know what? I'm going to pump the brakes. I'm going to see how I feel about this large decision tomorrow. Yeah. Maybe a a week from now. It's good to realize that you don't know yourself as well as you think you do. It's good to create a little bit of space around like being so sure mm-hmm. just to just, you know, and I think it's, I think that comes with a little bit of age and wisdom. So go back, going back to like the product. And I think all this actually, it, it is a synergistic conversation, meaning we talked about how I have a group of men, but you know, like have a sounding board, right? Like, yeah. so these men, and we've actually talked about this, even though they're independently guarded because people come to them in their independent lives and they someone always wants something from these kind of guys. Right. Oh, is it like a, so these are guys that are all like affluent or yeah. Like, yeah. Like probably mm-hmm. a net worth that table is $200 million. Easy. No way. Oh yeah. Combined net worth. Of yeah, the table. yeah. 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 Right. Wow. And I'm not saying that. To, I mean, look, I don't, I just, yeah, you're definitely dragging that. <laughs> yeah. <much>. Right. <laughs> like I'm, but my point is without is you, that, it'd be two fifty. <laughs> <laughs> They're having the set. They're trying to make it the magnificent seven right now. Right. They're talking. Do you realize realize how good our metrics would look if we just kicked that fucking dentist out? How do we get rid of the (laughs) the ball and chain? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know. That's awesome. um, So my point is, is that you know, it's have a have a sounding board. Have people in your life that you can audit the risk because you know. I think it's important because here's the thing. Like I was mentioning some of the friends I had that I had from high school or yeah. different areas of my life. You know what a crap pot mentality is? No. Analogy. Crap so pot put a like bunch, a, de- put a Debbie Downer? No. Nah, well, yeah. Put a bunch of crabs in a pot and watch what happens. When one starts crawling out, other crabs will literally almost pinch you and pull you back down. And so so because yeah. it exposes them. So some yeah. of my friends that I had to let go of, right? Yeah, weren't happy for X, Y, and Z yeah, and next yeah, level yeah. growth and like, whoa, what's going on? And by because the way, it exposed them, right? And by the way, even people that truly love you will want to bring you down. Love so it's love. like, no, no, I, I, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not saying like, listen, if your worst enemy in the world like put sugar in your coffee, <laughs> thinking it was poison, like he thought it was poison it was sugar, your coffee would be just sweeter. But if your best friend, you know, accidentally what the fuck am I trying to say? I'm just, I don't know. It, it must be the. I'm just drinking beers as we're talking. But what I'm trying to say is that. <laughs> let me let me have another start. We can edit this. So um, no, we're not editing. No, I know. It's, I'm just. It's beautiful. I'm just joking. I, I love it. What I'm trying to say is that. What are you trying to say, Greg? Okay, don't don't pressure me. What I'm trying to say is that you can't judge intentions. So you may have a spouse or a parent that loves you and they're actually just worried for you. Mm -hmm. Like your mother may love you so much or your Mm -hmm. wife may love you. Your husband may love you. They're just, they don't want you to get exposed. It looks like handcuffs. Yeah. They just said, Hey, Hey Pete, I know you want to buy this office. I know you want to start out on your own. It's risky. But but that's risky, and I don't want anything bad to happen right. to you. Everything's good right now. It's for so you. good, like just just, don't, just yeah. coast, right? And and I'm saying they love you, right. but they're yes. they're giving you poison. Yes. they're poisoning you. Yes. So and and it's and it's um, it's their biases they're imposing on you. So it's really important just to realize that sometimes even the people that love us. So and funny you say that. Actually, I can remember people actually saying, "Yeah, why do you want a second oh, office? You, you that's know, so stupid. It's so stupid. Can't you be happy? Right? Can't you and, just?" And it, 
be happy. Can't you just be happy? Can't you just be happy? And by the way, let's just say you had that first office, mm-hmm. only that one office. Yeah. And let's just say that something happened and you broke your wrist or something or, or you know, or a, a fire mm-hmm. or, a, you know, a flood. What would have been more risky? What would have been more risky? Having the one or diversifying yourself? So, I mean, I think it's important just to uh, recognize that even people closest to you in the, in the guise of trying to protect you, can actually hurt you and hinder you. And there's also something very scary about having a friend that's moving ahead fast. It highlights what you're not doing. I love that. So it's like when you, you know, a buddy that's was in shitty, like you're trying to get in good physical condition and one of your buddies is like killing it. You like want to like, and then you're eating wings. Like, hey, Tommy, eat some wings, bro. What are you doing? Well, because he's ripped and you're like, what the, you know? So what Tony actually says, I think he says is, you know, Hang out with four broke friends. You're going to be the fifth. Hang out with, <laughs> hang out, hang out with four guys who, who just play, play PlayStation. I think maybe it's Gary V. Maybe, it's Gary V. All right, you know, like Gary you're going to be the fifth. So like, audit where you are. Yeah. Audit the audit the support because circle. that's the normal. Because that's the normal. You know, it's funny. I had a um, you know, I moved into this. Uh, um, my kids got into you know, my kids became school age, and we took them to this local school and where I live. And um, you know, I've I grew up in Florida and. I've always had a really good group of friends around me. But when your kids go to school, you wind up meeting people that you normally wouldn't because uh-huh. little Johnny plays with little Gavin. So all of a sudden, uh-huh. like, okay, I'll go out and meet the dad. Right. So I got exposed to a whole bunch of new people. And um, I started seeing, you know, like kind of like unprocured, unaudited, uncurated friend circles develop. Right. And um, I don't know where the hell I'm going with this, but uh, you shouldn't you shouldn't give me drinks, by the way. So but, you were saying that it's but, an organic, like it when friendships happen organically, right? Yeah, there's that. a curating process, but um, but the moral of what I was trying to say was that um, the, unfortunately, there's just some drug use in this, these circles. What? So there's like 40 year old men and 45 year old men, and they're kind of dabbling in 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 drugs and stuff like that, which is so weird to me because I've what? I've never been exposed to anything like that. I've never been exposed to anything like that. Like on the regular? On the regular. Oh, weird. So like, and I, I remember singling this one guy out and I saw him doing drugs and I'm not going to let a guy that like is coming into my circle, like do drugs and not say something about it. It's like a 40 year old dude, successful guy with kids. Mm-hmm. So I remember like saying like, Hey buddy, I got to talk to you. Like I walked up to him and I'm like, Hey man, I want to talk to you like later. He's like, why i'm like he's i'm like no i just want to talk to you like just have a broke out like a conversation with you he's like why do you do you know that something's going you, you know i'm doing something right now i'm like dude i don't i'm not here to judge you but i want to talk to you i'm gonna go to coffee with you so you know a couple of days go by and i i bring him to coffee and i'm like hey buddy um i'll call him johnny for the sake of the conversation I'm like hey johnny listen you know I, I walked up to you to say hi and automatically you say to me oh do you know i'm doing xyz drug and I'm like, I have no idea because I don't do that stuff. But I know you have children. I know you have a great job. I know if if this this scenario has been played out so many times and I don't want you to go down this path. And I said it's because it's the herd mentality. You're around a bunch of people that that's normal to them. Mm-hmm. But it is not freaking normal to do this. So the, the point I was trying to make, and I'm, I'm sorry if I went on such a tangent, is that the norm, the herd Whatever's the norm. If everybody's 400 pounds, you're probably going to become 400 pounds because that's what they do. It's your if, own ecosystem. It's your own ecosystem. 
So you're the outlier in your tribe. Mm-hmm. So if you have a tribe of guys that, and gals that love their spouses and have a spiritual identity and treat their kids well and are dialed in and working hard, when you're, if you are not having a successful relationship, you're, you will lift it up to that herd. You will comply to your tribe. Is what I'm saying. So if you have a bunch of guys that hate their wives and they're complaining about their wives, don't be in that circle. Right. Even the casual comments of like, oh, the old ball and chain's calling me or oh, my old lady. You'll find yourself just saying that just to fit in. Mm-hmm. So, but if, you, if you're around a bunch of committed men or committed women that love their spouses, like my wife can't hang out with a lot of the girls in, my, in, in our school because they're constantly saying, oh my God, my freaking husband. Oh my God, my husband, my husband. And they look at her, and she doesn't say anything. So that goes back to dentists being that, like, right? Like, yeah, well, you're trying to dial me in. But it's the same It's the same ecosystem. Either. It's like if you – I meet dentists all the time and say, like, you know how hard it is. Insurance and DSOs, and you can't, you can't win. Insurance companies are winning. SmileDirect is going to CVS and blah, blah, blah. You, you, can't, you can't win. That's their dial. It's their it's narrative. So so if that narrative is around your circle, and even though they're nice guys, but you're in that mix, mm-hmm. it will unconsciously affect you. You will be infected. You can be infected by positivity. You can be infected by negativity. I love that. That's true, though. Yeah, it's so true. So you got to really carefully, you got to be discerning. It's not judgment. You can still help your friend that's struggling that wants to dabble in drugs. So if you're someone but just be discerning to dis- be... If you're someone, right? Because some people, like you said, this this may not resonate with. But if some, if you're someone who seeks to be bold, who seeks to live an epic life, who seeks to do things, surround yourself with people who are speaking the same language, yeah. right? Because you get one ticket, right? Because you're in a blessed profession of dentistry, like find people who are going to support that mission. Yeah. Because, like, you know, like do it. Just yeah. do it. Go big. Go big if you want, or 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 not, or or don't go as big. Whatever. Well, it's like the what. I'm if. trying to tell like, everybody to go big, yeah? right? But, make but sure I'm not saying there, that. there's a great I, there's a great thing that like you know I think it was Thor that said like okay so let's say what's your worst fear okay it's gonna okay that this happens okay mm-hmm. and then what right well then I lose this and that and then what and then what right well then I have to foreclose on my house okay and then what then I have to get an apartment and then what. And then what? And then what? And then what? That and is then pretty what? powerful. And I at the end of still all that, of that, the and then at the end of all of that, take your take whatever you're when, when you're listening to us right now. Take the fear that you have, and say that that comes to pass. And then what? And then sit on that. And then what? And then what? And at the end, you're still freaking okay. You can rebuild. I mean, the thing is, is your dental school is not going to repossess the education they gave you. But they can like, take your kitchen equipment if you have a restaurant, okay. but no one can take away the skill you have. You can go to any spot on the map and be a dentist. But here's the cool thing. The, and then what works both ways, right? Countering countering your fears, meaning saying like if X, if this happens and it's catastrophic happens, and then what? Right? But it can also work positively. Like I want to do this. And, and what, and right. Like what's going to be the net benefit? Like yeah. you can visualize it and see it. And then I want to do this. And then what? Right. Right. And so it works both ways. And but it's can, a, it's a headspace game. Pete. It is a headspace. You've got to get your psychology dialed in. Either you're selling the dream or you're selling the, the nightmare to yourself. It's so true, man. You got, I mean, everything is built on psychology. Some people are actually not smart enough to know what lies in their what challenges lie in their path. There, there, there's something about being 
smart and self-aware that can actually get in your way. Sometimes it's just good to be like, yeah, I'm just going to, you know what I mean? Like Roy Kroc in Disney World, not to say that he wasn't smart, but he was kind of bullshitting some people. Like when he Wait, went. did to, you just say Roy Kroc and Disney World? Oh, no, no, number no. Number one, it's Ray Kroc. And okay. number one, he's McDonald's, you ding-dong. I know. I, dude, not a ding-dong, bro. I'm just <laughs> freaking pounding beers, bro. I got two beers. You're just nursing your... I mean, by the end of this thing, we're at 43 minutes right now. By the end of this thing, I'm not even making any fucking sense. Anyway, Ray Kroc from, from uh, McDonald's, like, was BSing the banks. Like, he had that one um, store that he wanted to buy, and he told the bank, you know, I'm going to have one of these on every corner in the entire state of whatever it was. And he winked at his partner. He was, kind of, he was BSing. He didn't realize it. But then he started to believe, he started to drink his own Kool-Aid and believe his own BS. Mm -hmm. And then that's, you know, in some ways I remember like, you know, it took me so long to build my, to build the, the, the practice that I'm in now that people actually thought I was talking about so much and waving around that piece of paper of what it's going to look like. People actually thought I was talking shit. They're like, oh yeah, when's he going to do that? And I thought that would have been two years ago. Mm -hmm. But I told all my team and I told everybody else. And, and when I was doubting it, I heard their belief in it. Because I had sold them. You know what I mean? Like, think about, that's that's the most iconic human story that's been played over and over and over. It's like William Wallace and Braveheart. You know, like, they're all ready to retreat on the line, and Braveheart comes over and says, you know, go and you'll live. Stay and you may die. Let's go. Let's fight. I mean, that's, you know, that's it, it's it's pre-programmed into us to, 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 to challenge, to fight, to struggle. I don't know where the hell I'm going with this, Pete. you got to help me out. Um, I, I hope uh, it resonates with somebody out there. Well, let's wrap it. Let's wrap it. Right? <laughs> I told you not to do this. Well, it was. I think it's great. I think okay. it's we'll great. have to re-listen to this. Yeah, right? When you're when you're sober. Um, see, I'm good to go. I'm good to go. I'm in my flow. Yeah, right no, now. no. You don't I wish I, had, drinks, I, I actually wish I had a different co-host right now because it would be amazing. No, like, you know what? I'd I be, could rock I'd be, it. So what we need to do is have you drink and me be sober. Uh, That's what yeah. we need. We'll do another one. I won't I'm drink. Way more gregarious. Way more. You know, just. Yeah. No, I'm too weight. self. I'm too self conscious when I'm drinking. Yeah. All right. So, in closing. Is it really closing? Yeah, we're gonna wrap it. We're no, no. Wrap well, it. I don't feel like we really really fully I feel like we did. fleshed out the whole no we did don't the like, fruit is on the outer limb of the yeah, vine yeah. someone get, once told me that that was that really resonated with me you got to go way out of the limb to get the fruit yeah and, and like look be be life rewards the bold be 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 comfortable being uncomfortable no favor no success favors the bold right no, fortune favors the bold okay. what is wrong with you tonight what do you mean what's wrong with me like and be and sometimes be comfortable being uncomfortable yeah right because Amen. because being in a fearful situation makes us uncomfortable i was recently yeah. in a fearful situation like i don't you know how long ago was that like literally in phoenix like i don't like speaking to like oh, giant crowds yeah, yeah. It was 600 folks dude right? you killed it man. and it was outside of, of the realm of dentistry i wasn't speaking on dentistry per se I was speaking on blockchain and like you know, and the by the way disruption of dentistry. By the way, yes. like I talk so much crap at, at the Dental Influencers Alliance in Vegas when Bitcoin was at three thousand dollars, and you said because Doctor Northuck was on that podcast, I was re-listening to it because we're working together now, and you just said 
Time will tell. No. One of no. What'd you say? I know. You you. Everyone was busting on me, right? Yeah, I was too. And I said, "Look, I looked at you and I said, history will prove one of us correct.' Right. 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 You're like, it's going to zero, and I was like, okay. Yeah, and that's right then when I talked to you was Bitcoin was at thirteen thousand, and a DIA was at thirty five hundred, thirty two hundred, thirty two hundred. So Peter was like literally telling me, "You got to buy some. You got to buy some. It's at thirty two hundred. I'm like, nah. So what I do, I, I you, know, you, know what, find, you know what you didn't do? You didn't take a risk. I know. So I put five G's into it. Five G's. And it went up to 17 G's for right. that, for a minute. Now it's it, down to like 12, by the way. I know. I know. No, actually, currently it's uh, You're checking my your watch. watch? Yeah, How do you do? It's on my watch. 10.6. 10,600? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, shit, I should have put more so, into it. Uh, but let's not talk about this because that's a whole, like, do not get me started on that. But I won't. I was a little bit out, you know, like, look. Yeah, well, you're wearing a Bitcoin t-shirt. Not a, not a DEO recently. Oh, uh, yeah. My point is I was un- I was actually very professionally dressed and ready to roll. <laughs> and my point is is that I was speaking on something outside of mine. Put me up there talking about dentistry or how to do that, you know, like, you know, way more comfortable, right? But outside, literally, I was, like, panicking right prior to going on. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, man. No, it's awesome. It's awesome. You know why? You felt alive. Fuck heck, heck yeah. yes! Like literally, it was adrenaline. like adrenaline. You know, remember? Did, did, so I remember like this being the same way when I played high school football, right? And I would almost be yeah. Like, you're obviously not talking. You you almost said you remember, and then you looked at me and like no, no, well, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't play. We never school had that football. conversation. No, I never. Played I can it. remember almost vomiting every, really? before every game because I was so nervous, like yeah. of the what ifs. And then the whistle would blow, and all of a sudden, that like passive potential energy would convert into this. Wow, yeah, right? It's action. It's action. Yeah. And the same thing happens sometimes. Like when I was, you know, I was nervous, 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 and then it's like, okay, here's your presentation. It's like, and then a couple like slides go, and you're like, all right, I'm in my swagger now. Well, it's the same thing about bam. like before you take the jump in your business. Yes. You're stuck in the what if? What if this goes wrong? And then all of a sudden, you make the move, and now your your potential energy turns into action because fear is a massive motivator. Right. But fear is you know fear is knowing what or stress is knowing what to do and not doing it. So action uses the energy. That's another Thor thing. Remember, yeah, it's a Thor thing. The yeah. antidote. The antidote to anxiety stress. and stress yep. is in is, is action is action massive right? action yeah massive action yeah right and so that's what I'm saying like take risks do them actionable yeah right like and yeah and, you don't have time to think about you're scared because you're actually doing you're just you're just rolling. it's the football thing you're executing yeah executing, you're sitting there in the executing. locker room what's going to happen am I going to miss a snap am I going to fumble but, create but then a, the whistle blows and you're actually running but create a create an awesome playbook against that yeah. team and that team yeah. metaphorically could be the competition in your town or there's something, something, yeah. something, or the yeah. DSO, whatever it is, yeah. right? Create an awesome playbook. Like you're, I love how this, I love how this evolved, by the way. Oh, cool. Right? We have to re-listen to this, by the <laughs> no, way. No, it's going to be awesome. Uh, but, you know, create an awesome playbook when, yeah. you know, like you're going up against a component, you know, or, or an opponent that you're scared of. Yeah. Right? And that's, and, and our opponent, you know, is failure. Right? Well, our, our real opponent, Peter, is ourselves. <laughs> Don't speak for yourself. No, it's true. No, you're, you're, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you to your face. It's you. Okay. It's always us. It's good talk. No, it's true. You know, it's a, it's a self-limiting beliefs. You're just, you're in a real like positive. Thank God, and I'm happy for you. Um, you're just in a really positive cycle right now. Mm. 
and life does not go like that all the time. There'll right. be something, you know, um, I don't want it for you, oh, but no, I know more than, I know more than anybody. It doesn't yeah. Matter. It just, it's going to kick your ass and it's good, but that defines you as well. <laughs> but ride the wave. Yeah. Right. Right. Like yeah. It, the whole freaking experience. Don't cheat yourself. Right. The lower the lows, the higher the highs, yeah. that life is like a wave. The deeper the trough of suffering, it, it fills the space for you to enjoy more. It's true. I mean, my buddy, Mark, had cancer, Mark, the guy I was talking about. Right. Mark is so freaking happy. A year ago, he had cancer. He wrote me this beautiful email that cancer was the greatest context of his life. My buddy, John, I spoke to the other day. He was talking to a new bank. He's a very, very affluent guy, like a legit billionaire. The bank is like, what keeps you up at night? John looks at the guy. I saw him at the gym this morning. And John says, you know what? Nothing keeps me up at night. Because I know what a bad day is. I've had really bad days, and this is not going to be one. So we can have bad days because your freaking hygienist quits or, you know, patients upset about their crown or something. But when you really have a real bad day, a really, really, really bad day, and you know what that context is, you'll never have one again because every day is a blessing from there and the sun's shining, you have another day, you're healthy, and, and that's and that's the blessing and the curse of, of big life events. They give you context, but you, you have to have that deep trough of suffering and, and pain to, to enjoy the fullness of life, unfortunately. And, and that is a good lesson, honestly, because a lot of our listeners are younger, at least from the emails I get and the direct message we get, it's younger, yeah. younger men and women. And you're right. They probably haven't had the kick in the gut yet. Yeah. They're going to have in their professional life. Yeah. But, but well, they're think, having, they're having small kicks, kicks in the gut and kicking their ass. But be it for, but my, I guess what I'm saying is like, don't get in the victim mentality. Like I, oh, did, God, I, no. I was the woe is me and I'm a victim. I yeah. remember when it was happening to me, but just oh, me too, bro. listen to where I was sto- to us You talking. storyboard all the time. When something bad happens, you want to tell everybody about it. Yeah. It's literally like, just like kicking your own ass all the freaking time. But don't, but, but listen to what these guys are talking about on the podcast and just, you know, just know that the lesson is there. You just may not know it that yet. And there's yeah. a reason for it happening. You just may not know it yet. And, and, um, there's silver linings and everything happens for a reason. And, and I totally agree with what Tony Robbins says. Life happens for us, not to us. Yeah. It's just a narrative. It's a yeah. narrative that you play. And, but I, but I, you know, I, I say this now, like I, like I get it and I'm Confucius, but like three years ago, it was, well, oh, no, but it, four years ago, it was, woe well, was me. I remember, but, right? but there's more woe well, is me is coming. It's just, it's the way well, life works. Well, I, but it, I don't know if it'll be woe well, is me next time. I don't know. I really don't know because I think I literally was in the depths of like, you know, I don't want to talk about all this stuff, but like I was in the depths of like weird, dark, dark, dark stuff, dark thoughts, if you will. Right. And so like, it just it does give it context. And when you say you're riding a high and you're riding a cycle right now, it's because like, I just want to get as far away from that feeling as possible. Right. Yeah. So in closing again, you see, I like, I like to keep these podcasts shorter, by the way, I know. I'm yeah, but I, I was just enjoying our and conversation. You kind of pontificate a little bit. I do. But All you're right. a good pontificator. You'd have been a good Congress person. You <laughs> don't say that. Bro. That's been, a, that's a huge insult. To, uh, no, you would have been able to uh, Congress. Work, what do they, what do they say? Politicians are like really just when they just go on for like 15, lofty verbose. Oh, man. Um, someone's going to email me and say, yeah, ver- I, I'm thinking like just talking too much. Filibuster. 
That's not filibuster. that's not a good thing, man. You're, I'm not saying you filibuster. I'm just saying like yeah, you're... but the congressperson just like just says a bunch of bullshit, man. That's not true. Yeah, I'm not doing another podcast when I'm drinking, man. I think you I think you did great. Well, I'm not doing that. Everyone again. everyone send Craig some love. <laughs> I'm not worried Craig. about that. I'm just worried about Please. providing value. But uh, you provided massive value. To yeah, I hope so. And we're gonna go wakeboarding tomorrow. Yeah, I'm excited about that. So that's good. I've never wakeboarded on a lake. I always wakeboard in like ocean, like chop. It's so hard. That's horrible. I know it is. But I live in Florida, man. The lakes in Florida are gnarly. We have like Burmese pythons that'll eat your ass alive. Yeah, and like alligators and shit. No, I'm not worried about alligators. If you're from Florida, the the, the things that are in, I mean, flesh eating bacteria and Burmese pythons <laughs> scare me much more. Amoeba and freaking brain parasites. I jumped in that lake tonight. It was beautiful, man. Yeah, there's no there's no reptiles in there. There's nothing in there that I could see. <laughs> no, there's not. I mean, yeah. there's big ass striper and bass. I'm not worried about a freaking bass, bro. And there's a. I live. I live in the tropics, man. It's, yeah, golly. This is a whole different ballgame. <laughs> but how how many days? I'm here for five days, man. It's gonna be awesome. We're gonna crank out a bunch of podcasts. Yeah. So. Not no more when I'm drinking beers, though. Yeah, well, this may be then. This may be like the uh, the limited edition. The limited edition. <laughs> See, you're still quick. <laughs> the limited edition. You've had what? You've had two cocktails and you're wasted. And so. Oh come on, awesome. bro! No, it's no, no, no! Awesome. I was grilling on your grill. I had four, th- three beers. Yeah, you did. You did keep. Bossing. I'm a lightweight though. You did keep bossing me around. Hey, give me a beer. Hey, give well, me a dude, beer. I'm cooking your own house. It was pretty good though. Yeah, it was delicious. All right. So in closing. What is your we'll get one sentence that you can give to your younger twenty year old Craig's Bodak? Go easy on yourself. Nice. Be patient. All right. What's yeah. the one sentence you'd give to I would say your younger Peter Boulder? Don't sweat the small stuff because it's all small stuff. That's too cliche. Give me another one then. <sighs> I would say Ask that smoke show out. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> you did. You married her. She's true. hot as hell. That's true. Right. Your wife's um, awesome. I would say, with regards to like, I, I really just say, trust. You know, when in doubt, trust in yourself, right? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, we're all we got. Yeah. I mean, yes, yeah, so your wife and your support system and your family. Yeah. I'm just saying, at the end of the day, like, you know, if you you can bank on yourself because like you're a sure you are a sure thing. Yeah. You true. are a sure thing. Right, and you may not feel it right now if you're listening to this podcast, and you may not feel it, Craig. Well, Craig, you feel it now because of your your post post battle, if you will. But like, we are the sure thing. Yeah, it's true. And right, and like hustle and thinking smart and thinking strategically. Yeah. Like those are all things that can create a unique advantage. And and like and people are depend- people are depending have. on you. People are depending. You know, just remember, even if you got a small office, two two people, three people, or you know, an associate or whatever you are as a doctor, you're the leader. People are watching you and your own belief can affect others around. You can make your hygienist, your assistant, the people that work in your office feel so much better. If you develop that security around your mission and, and that faith in what you're doing, you know, or if you don't have it, you're not, you, your team can never exceed you. So you're the rate limiting step. You got to refine that and stay growth, stay in growth mode, but not, and I don't mean that in terms of like growing, practices or growing revenue but stay in a situation even if you're two or three that you guys are constantly evolving because nothing is con- you know yeah nothing is constant like as, as we just kind of alluded to in this and so we touched on a lot of things and yeah I'll, we did it's I'll it's a, listen to it it's eleven fifty nine. is it really straight right before midnight wow all right pal are the kids still up i don't know okay we'll figure it out 
Alright, so be bold, be brave, be smart. Be bulletproof. Be bulletproof. <laughs> <laughs> and we're out. Thanks for listening to the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. We'd love to hear your thoughts about this episode. Please rate and review us on iTunes or your favorite podcast source. Check out BulletproofDentalPractice.com for video interviews and text BULLETPROOF to 345-345 to stay connected to us for special announcements. Have a great day.